Hi everyone, you're listening to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Koo, and this is the show where I interview investors to find out how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. Enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Koo, and this is the show where I interview investors and discuss how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. Now, today, we are bringing back the Brian Hemmedinger. If you want to hear a story and how he was an actor and then he was doing sales with Equinox, this is not the episode that you need to be listening to because that is the last episode. We got This one is all about action items. And now we are going to dive in to how you can start taking action into whether that's going to pursuing your dreams or real estate or whatever that is. So Brian, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much, Taylor. Good to be back. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So that's, I mean, in real estate, I mean, people are always talking about educating yourself, listening to podcasts, and then that's it, right? And what advice would you give to somebody that is new, that has been interested in listening to it to take that next step? Yeah, it's a great question. And I can relate a lot to that because that's where I was for a long time. Or what feels like a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. I mentioned in the in the, ep- the previous episode that I did a wholesaling course, and that's kind of what started to get me doing something. But at that point, I was reading books, I was listening to podcasts. I mean, just hours and hours of bigger pockets, right? Just in, <laughs> in the car listening to all these stories. But I really wasn't doing anything other than gaining some education, which is a good start, right? It's a good start mm-hmm. to gain the education. So I think the first step, though, is just doing something. And I think one of the big, most powerful things that anyone can do is get around other investors. So one of the things that I think would have helped me more early on is if I had gone to more of the meetups that are in... you know I'm in Los Angeles, more of the meetups that are in LA. Mm. I went to a few, but I didn't go to many. And of course, now, so many of these meetups are online that you can simply just log on to these meetups and start to get around people who are investing. And the exposure of that, I think, is so powerful because now you're exposed to what different people are doing, all the different strategies that are out there, starting to associate with those people. And it starts to feel more real, like, oh, wait a minute, I can do that too. So I think that's number one, is just starting to get around other people who are investing. From there... Okay, you want to ask a question? Well, yeah. So, you know, when you do, when in, in your journey, when you started to try and surround yourself with like minded individuals, did you ever have in the back of your minds that maybe I'm not, because of my background as, let's say, an actor, maybe I shouldn't be around? Like, did you ever, ever have any of those limiting beliefs going into it? Absolutely. And I, and I still have limiting beliefs that mm-hmm. I'm working through. And one of the things about that is this whole concept of comparison. Right. What's what is really happening when we have those thoughts? We're comparing ourselves to other people, which is not really very fair to us, right? Because we all have something unique to bring. Right. And it's a little bit of a, a sidetrack, but there's a there's a book that I read really recently, which has been really powerful for me. The gap and the gain. Are you familiar with that? Hmm. No, I'm not familiar with it. Who's it written by? Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. And it's the second book that they've written together. The first one is Who Not How, which you may have heard of that one because a lot of people have been talking about that one. This one, The Gap in the Game, came out in October. And actually, the the two of them, they're doing 10 books over the course of 10 years. I think they're releasing one per year. Mm. 
Well, the gap in the gain, it talks a lot about comparison. It talks a lot about our tendency to look at where we are now versus where we want to be and the gap that exists between those two things versus putting the focus on where we are now and where we were and how far we've already come. And I think there's a there's just a natural tendency to do that no matter what level you're at, no matter how much success you've had in your life. Sometimes we tend to look at, oh, here's where I am. Here's where that other person is. There's a big gap there. How am I going to close that gap? And we don't look back and say, oh, look where I was five years ago, 10 years ago, and where I am now. If I can close that kind of gap, then I can certainly close this gap. So I think that's really powerful when you put your focus there. Mm. So I think that answers your question. Yes, the limiting yeah. beliefs come up and then it's just a matter of, of working through those, right? And, and asking yourself quality questions about these beliefs. Is it really true? How do you absolutely know it's true? Like what evidence do you have to support that that belief is actually true? And you, you figure out that it's just BS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you know, social media. I mean, there there is a lot of a lot of BS on uh, on social media. You know. Well, what I mean is the belief is BS. Oh, the belief is BS. Sorry, yeah. my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yes, there is. I'm sure there's BS on social media too. <laughs> Sorry, so, my bad. My bad. Belief. The belief. The belief is BS. Beliefs. Yeah. When you really look at it, you know, when you really ask yourself the question, is is it whatever that belief is, is it true? How do I absolutely know it's true? Do I have evidence to support that that is true? It, you usually find out, no, what is really true? And then you figure out the answer. Indeed. When, now, this is just me as a personal question. Uh, whenever you did, uh, I guess, like get caught up in your own thoughts, did you ever meditate? Or like, let's say even like in your acting, you know, in your acting journey, did you ever really have any exercise that you would do to sort of bring yourself out of that situation and then kind of come back into reality and continue to push forward? Yes. Well, meditation is a big part of my life now. Mm. And it it has been for a few years now. And I think it's been a, a major contributor to me con- making consistent progress forward. Be- because of what I what I mentioned earlier too is that, you know, for me, it's different for different people, but for me, it's been this real journey of establishing another identity and that belief or lack of belief really comes into it. And meditation has been a big part of creating the belief. So for me, I have very structured daily disciplines where when I wake up, I mean, I'll tell you my whole little morning routine, but I wake up, I drink two glasses of water with lemon. I do a Wim Hof breathing exercise and I go into meditation. And Mm. I do... different Joe Dispenza meditations, if you know Joe Dispenza. But one that I do often is this specific one where you're actually creating that vision of the future and living, like experiencing that vision of the future. Hmm. And for me, that does a lot to solidify the belief because you're recognizing that that future exists. Like it's there. It's just a matter of doing what you need to do to actually create it. So, and then I exercise, which is a huge also kind of form of meditation for me as well. So yes, to answer your question, meditation, I think could be a really powerful tool for overcoming those limiting beliefs. Got it. Now, I guess now back to the original question of what we were talking about. So, you know, we were talking about meditation and we we're also talking about just surrounding yourself with just individuals. And then you were going to go on to the next step after I, in, before I interrupted you. So 
Yeah. So um, let's continue. <laughs> yeah. Surrounding yourself with the individuals, then just making a decision on mm-hmm. what step you want to take and recognizing that you don't have to have like every step laid out. So I mentioned for me, first I was focused on single family. Well, that was actually beneficial for me. Looking at single family homes with my friend and you know pulling them from the MLS and him going to visit them and us talking about it, that was beneficial. I didn't we didn't end up investing in any of those homes, but it was action. Like we were in it. We were in the game because we were taking steps and that is really fulfilling. And I'm sure one of the things that that I think we all experience is that, yeah, we set these goals, we set these objectives, but they change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they change over time. We kind of we we shift them because as we're going along and we're taking steps, we end up refining what our vision really is. But the gratification comes from the pursuit of the goal and taking the proactive steps and the and feeling the growth that comes from that. So the next step when getting yourself around people, so you start to just kind of expand your vision of what's possible, then just make a choice. Okay, what do I want to do as my next step? Do I want to start looking at single family rentals? Do I want to start exploring multifamily? Do I want to consider investing as a limited partner, which would mean then, okay, well, let me build some relationships with syndicators and start receiving their emails and start looking at deals and start having conversations with them about those deals. So I become more educated and more confident in how those work. So just choosing whatever that next step is and just taking it and being okay with not knowing the step after that and being okay with maybe shifting and pivoting along the way because that's just all part of what the journey is. And as long as you're continuing to move forward, then you're going to get to a destination. And, and it's so being okay with the decision that you make, no matter what, you know, I guess consequences could possibly happen or even, you know, winnings that could happen as long as you're just moving forward in, in any way, shape or possible. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I think that's it is, is just taking steps mm-hmm. and sometimes they feel really small. And sometimes they feel more significant. And as you said, being okay with the decision, I mean, if it's a decision where you're actually now investing capital, right? I mean, I don't take that decision lightly, but once you have made it, right? This is in Think and Grow Rich, which is one of my favorite books. They talk about that, that successful people make decisions quickly, but with certainty, as long as they have, say, 70 to 80% of what they really need to make a decision, right? They don't need to know everything. Successful people just kind of need the, the the foundational information to make a decision. They make a decision and they stick to it versus unsuccessful people that make decisions very slowly and then consistently waver. Yeah. And I've, I've, I'm not even going to lie. I definitely was in that consistently wavering in it at some I guess you could also call it the the what is it the shiny object syndrome too. Whenever I was like trying to make a decision, because it's like oh I want to try that and then I want to try that, and so like I was always just bouncing around, and I feel, that's where I also felt a lot of my progress, you know, de accelerating. Um, yes, versus, I think that's okay, Taylor. Honestly, yeah, like I think that's all can be part of it, part of the journey. You know, you're you because you were finding out what you're really being pulled towards. And I think that's part of the journey is there's so many different strategies. There's so many different options in in terms of investing and maybe the role that you want to play as an investor that I think it's okay to explore different things and just figure out what you're really pulled towards. Like that's all part of of the journey and to just give yourself the 
the flexibility to do that. But also always going back to, you know, the foundational stuff, which is, okay, what is it that you really want? And how does whatever you're pursuing now, how does that align with what it is that you really want? Mm -hmm. So as an example, let's say that my goal is to invest in real estate, maintain my full-time position. So invest in real estate, be somewhat actively involved, but not really have to compromise my lifestyle significantly in terms of the work that I'm taking on. Mm -hmm. But then someone presents me this like incredible opportunity for you know a, a flip or something that I'm going to rehab myself. Okay, <laughs> does that really align with what you said <laughs> you wanted to do, right? right. <laughs> it's like, it might be a great opportunity. It might be a great opportunity to earn tremendous income and it might be great experience, but it's not really in alignment with what you said you wanted. Did you ever have an experience like that in, in your journey so far? Well, I would say the experience I had was when I first started with Jake and Gino and I started following the, the, the process in choosing a market. So I chose Reno, Nevada oh, okay. at first, nice. which I, I still love Reno as a market. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, you know, what was I doing? I was, I was building relationships with brokers. Then over time, as I started to build those relationships, I'm seeing more deals because there wasn't, there's not a lot of deal flow in Reno. It's not a huge market. Right. So I found that I really needed the relationships to start to actually see some significant deal flow. I started visiting the market. And through that whole process, I realized that if I want to be successful in this market, it's going to require a lot more of my time and a lot more of my energy. Mm. And I just knew that I wasn't really going to have the bandwidth to do that. Or maybe I just didn't even have the desire to do that. that. And that's when I started to look at, well, what are the different roles on a team? Okay, well, I can focus. What are the things that I love to do? You know, I love educating people. I love learning. I love the conversations. So that's why I said, well, I could focus more on capital raising. That means that I don't have to focus as much on the acquisition side. I can do a lot more of that remotely. I don't have to visit a market as often. And, and so that's kind of what, what, I, what, what I came to was doing something and then recognizing that it might not be totally in alignment with the lifestyle that I'm looking to live right now. Hmm. And that is really refreshing to hear because I mean, you know, when, when we're all starting out and we, there's, there's just this idea where it's like, we pick a market, we have to travel to it and we have to pick a market close enough to it. But, you know, when you were visiting the market and and seeing all this effort and, and time and probably taking time away from home and from family, when you were living in LA, like there's a lot in, in realizing and having that awareness and self-awareness to, to understand that it doesn't align with your vision and your purpose. I think there's a lot of power in that. Yeah, so, the clarity. I think that's yeah. super important to have the clarity of what, you're, what you want and what you're willing to do. And it, you also wouldn't have known that unless you actually tried it. You made a decision. Exactly. To, to yeah, exactly. It. That's why I was saying, huh. like, I think it's okay sometimes to oh, I want to do this. All right, let me, you might find out, okay, that's not really for me, but it could definitely lead you to something else that helps you to get clearer on what is for you. Wow. Now this conversation was was extremely beneficial for me and it's gotten me reflecting in a a lot of different ways of, you know, just where my journey is and, and I guess also like where it can be and even some of the bumps in the road that's happened. And so I just want to say thank you, Brian, for coming onto the show. 
giving us your insight and your thoughts and your perspective and you know definitely helping my audience taking the next steps on their journey. And if people want to learn more, connect with you more and just have a conversation with you, how can they get a hold of you? So you can go to the website, which is www.nabarcapital.com. That's M like Mary, A-E-B-A-R, capital.com. You can message me on Instagram, which is at bhemmedinger. You can go to LinkedIn, just put in Brian Hemmedinger, and I'm probably the only one you're going to see. <laughs> and email is brian at maybarcapital.com if you want to email me directly. And those will all be in the show notes. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Brian, for coming on to the show. And I will see you all next time. All right. Thanks so much, Taylor. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got any value out of the show, I'd greatly appreciate if you leave a rating and review on iTunes to help others receive that same value. If you're looking to learn more on how to passively invest in apartment buildings or self-storage assets, click on my link in the show notes to learn more. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.